Hey, uh, welcome back to Immigrants as a Weapon. This is episode five, and Evgeny and I are coming at you from Los Angeles. It's evening time here, so we're a bit more relaxed. Today, uh, maybe we're going to talk about something a little bit lighter, because we had a couple of heavy episodes, or at least uh, we had a heavy episode last time, and so we're going to talk about something lighter, something a bit more cultural. We're going to talk about Russian film. There's a new Russian film that came out... uh, last year and pretty interesting film. It's significant because I think, or we think here, or you actually Evgeny thinks, and I'm just kind of of (laughs) hanging along for the ride, that the film possibly, hopefully, signals uh, a new stage of development in Russian film and and culture in general, because it's a type of film that hasn't really uh, this type that this type of film hasn't really been made in in, in Russia since Soviet Union and at least since the 1990s since the early 90s. Um, no, way early. Way early. The 90s were already dark. No one made like kind of uh, warm uh, comedies. Ah, okay. I, I mean, I, I guess what you mean. I guess what, I meant like of this significance, maybe ah, of this okay, cultural okay. significance. But yeah, you're right. I mean, because it's a, it's a comedy. So this kind of comedy, this kind of political comedy that captures the zeitgeist, um, hasn't really been made, and. So um, anyway, I'm, I'm kind of preloading this uh, conversation a little bit, a little bit. But the, the film is called uh, "Halop" in the Russian, surf. and so yeah, in English it would be translated as "the surf." So Evgeny, I'm going to hand it off to you. We're kind of a bit late to coming to the film because it came out late December last year, and it was a great success in Russia. Like uh, I think it is the highest-grossing comedy, Russian comedy, like maybe since since independent russia or something of that kind how many do you know how much it made yeah the film made something like three billion rubles which you should help me i guess <laughs> three billion ruble rubles in u.s dollars no 40 41 million dollars it made That's which is a, a huge amount of money yeah, for and russia. the budget man i sound like a bureaucrat but it is interesting because it's, it's interesting. unique for especially yeah. in for Russian-made, Russian-language films, because everyone in Russia likes watching foreign films or whatever, Hollywood movies, so that's rare that that happened. I think the budget was something like, let's say, $2 million. Wow. Around $2 million, and it made, you know, that's 40, huge, so this yeah. is like a huge no, success. Uh, Russian films, by and large, rarely make any money. Uh, it's a pretty small market, and as, as, uh, and so it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, and okay, and usually, I mean, the, the difference, I guess... Well, it's a bit like, I guess, might be European system, because we're not American. Russian movies are sponsored usually by the state. Yeah. And this one is uh, sponsored by a few different state-affiliated, basically, production companies. One is um, actually affiliated directly with Gazprom Media, if everyone... Gazprom Gas being the, Gas the, the natural gas monopoly that's state-owned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, one, I guess, chunk of the money, and the other is just directly from Film Fund. Yeah, which is the state all, film fund. Mm-hmm, yeah. State film fund. But you're right. We're kind of getting ahead of the, the into the bureaucratic stuff. What's the movie about, and why? And why is it so important? And why is it so cool? Why is it so different? What's why are we even you know recording an episode about? It? Yeah. Okay. This film is genuinely. You can tell it's not like some kind of fraudulent creation. Genuinely popular among a really wide audience. People love it. Whatever. Like the the Russian Russian people love it. You can see it on like in YouTube comments and all that. So it's like a total like blow. Uh, Unexpected, a completely unexpected. unexpected success with not critical, not even just critical, but just not with critical, popular success. Like a popular success. Like I think people, the people are actually happy that they can watch something like in in Russian, like yes. a Russian produced that is like 
fun, entertaining, and also, I guess, profound for them. Yeah. The film is about a, a young man in his late 20s, son of an, like, seems like major, one of the major kind of like uh, Moscow oligarchs, uh, who's like a total... Um, asshole and a drunk and a kind of womanizer and a generally kind of nasty human being and um he suffers he never suffers any consequences he can run over a police officer and and his you know and his dad will come in and bail him yeah, out he can do whatever he wants he is untouchable and he's like a total uh, he's he, his dad can't control him basically he, and, and and everyone hates him and he's completely out of control so the dad is like trying to figure out what to do Right. Yeah, and the dad, who's like supposedly this kind of pretty powerful <laughs> oligarch uh, in his, I don't know, they show him in his 50s or something like that. He seems to be like a fairly positive, <laughs> almost like moral character who is very upset and hurt by this behavior. And he wants to do something like change him somehow. And they come up with uh, the help of like a few people he knows, some some like love interest of the dad uh, with this kind of basically kind of Truman show type of thing to correct the sun by creating this 1860 like 19th century Russian uh, village reality that they put the sun in um, and basically make him the serf. They, they recreate this um, an estate, uh, like a, a money-making estate that's owned by a, a Russian like aristocrat. Landowner, yeah. Yeah, landowner in the 19th century in somewhere in the country in the Russian countryside. And there's, of course, like, you know, a whole village of serfs that, that the guy owns, uh, his slaves. And he is just... Not slaves, serfs. Serfs. Well, but in, in slaves in the Russian in the Russian sense of it. Uh, and he is, he, he's kind of like... He's basically drugged, and then he kind of wakes up in the middle of the, in the middle of a of a of a barn. Yeah, his role is to wash the horses. So he wakes up, and he's not a sort a stable of stable boy. A stable boy. A stable boy. Yeah, yeah he's not like a rich <laughs> young. He goes from being the top of the top to being a stable boy who's uh, worth nothing, who's the property of of a, of a landed aristocrat. Yeah, in and, 19th um, century Russia. Yeah, and he's sort of forced to, because the reality is very convincing, and everyone like playing their part. He's forced to believe that that's really his life now. Yeah, and he's considering different like versions of how it happened. I don't know. And ultimately, he believes he believes that it's true, and it's kind of convincing. And so that of this kind of the setup of the film, and you know, obviously. Uh, there's like a, it's a seems like a pretty interesting like production with multiple cameras and drones kind of hidden in all this like 19th century village. So there'd be like like an apple tree will have like a like a camera and an apple and then like the eagle that flies over yeah, or is like a drone. Like there, but he's basically thrown into like a boot yeah, camp. No, yeah, we yeah. used to joke about like a boot camp gulag like, type of thing yeah. that would be popular among even voluntarily, not like in this yeah, movie that, about like rich. Not only Russians, but rich people yeah. to kind of cleanse themselves and to do some like labor. A, yeah, like you know, and to live and, ascetically. Yeah, cut some logs down and yeah, yeah. no, and, and to have an ascetic kind of like experience. Yeah, but this is not voluntary. He's convinced that he's like either delusional um, or he's either gone crazy or he traveled in time or then he, you know or the, or maybe he is being forced to suffer for how bad he is. Right, but the Doesn't whole thing—he believes it. Yeah, but the whole thing is he believes it, and the whole thing is a construct bankrolled by his dad, and it's maintained by this like uh, experimental like. You know, special effects Russian guy who is like you know managing the whole thing from from like uh, a, a, Minutes, a, a yeah like it? a sawmill or, <laughs> yeah. uh, or windmill sorry a windmill from a windmill like kind of yeah. a far away from the property and so they're watching him completely surrounded by cameras everyone is in on it everyone is like has like a secret little uh, you know thing in their ears um, and everyone's taking directions and orders and like they're being fed lines and so he's the whole point is of the film is to guide him to 
like uh, to redemption. Somehow, redemption it's, it's and to make redemption. him a better person, to, to understand humility, essentially. Yes. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. Story has a morality, which and the is, question very is can the, And the question is always like, yeah, can, they're, they're trying to reform this guy, but can he be reformed? Can he be made a better person? So this has a, it has a different, like, it has a different, a couple of different movies that are, are kind of similar. I mean, it, on, on one level, it's like a kind of Groundhog Day. Definitely, yeah. 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 It has that vibe. Uh, and then it has, like you said, um, what's that with Jim Carrey? The Truman Show. The Truman just Show. The, obviously the setup. But the Truman Show with the virtual reality sort of construct around him and, and also it kind of being, tele, it's, it's televised, but not for a wide audience, just for his dad. His Basically. dad is watching it. Yeah. And, um, and, Pretty woman. <laughs> and pretty, and has an aspect of a pretty woman. The question it's is, can you reform? Comedy. Yeah. yeah, can you? Yeah, there's of, of course a love interest and a woman who reforms him. Yes, and then, and of course it's like he is the uh, you know horrible oligarch and extremely privileged person. And the question is, can he become a better person? He's not a, vent- a vulture capitalist like you know in Richard Gere and yeah, pretty he's woman. actually good for nothing. He does he, nothing. He just yeah, he's just. Exactly, he's just a total drunk loser. But it has, but it has, a, it has features of all those films kind of mashed into one. Mm-hmm. And what makes it surprising of uh, it's it's not just a copy of these things because right, I mean, what what we frequently talk about or just you know amazed by uh, about Russian film is that how derivative it is. I mean, you know, Russia since the '90s has been not only an economic colony, uh, but it's a cultural colony, you know, first and foremost. Of America. Uh, yeah, of America. And it has, for, I don't know, I mean, for your entire life, you've probably seen this, like, just like whenever a Russian film is, is made, you know, very frequently it's just a copy of some, some a genre film or a specific film that's, they're just straight up just like copying it, changing some of the particulars and releasing it, a kind of a B version of it on the Russian market. And yeah, this in film all it, respects, that, and, yeah. and the Russians themselves, people are not idiots, yeah. critics are not all idiots. No one really likes to watch that or if they do, it's sort of like they just laugh at, laugh at it and really yeah. kind of look down on it and also embarrassed even by the state of cinema considering that there were you know, they were pretty um, avant-garde yeah. and, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to go into I mean, there was even Soviet a recent, cinema, but yeah. basically there was a big plunge. <laughs> I even was, I never, I actually never watched it just, just recently. I, I can't even remember what it's called, but I think last year a Russian film came out, a pretty high budget film. Like it lo- looks like, you know, has good um, um, special effects and all this stuff. And it's like, it's like a ripoff of Alien but oh, it's right, like yeah right. but it's, it's like i can't remember the name but it's just like you i, it's a I was direct I, rip-off. Yeah. I was like watching the trailer and i was like wait this is just this is just alien but just but with, but then they like it, they, it even looks the same you know and so they're just like and, and so they just there's a lot of that stuff happening i mean a lot of russian films are just direct copies and this film is not like that no this film, yeah. and it's like and as soon as you watch start watching this film it's like you're like whoa this is something unique and it's coming from some kind of authentic place in the culture and it's representing something in the culture it's saying something about itself and it's like and it's aware of itself right like aware of what it's saying yeah. just to interrupt because if, if people want to like go find it about probably it's possible it's on it's actually on, it's on apple it's on like it's on apple so this film you're referring to is actually easy to remember called sputnik sputnik that's right which is <laughs> Which it's is actually it has a, it has it has the you know Sputnik right has a, a d- double things it's not only the satellite but it's all it's also a Sputnik is like your um, partner your yeah yeah so it's like the partner is the alien probably that's following <laughs> you but it's a, it's a total ripoff 
Yeah. And, yeah, and this one is not. This one is, is not a ripoff of anything, although it has elements of all of these great uh, uh, American films uh, uh, that we mentioned, you know, Groundhog Day, Pretty yeah, Woman. Yeah, but again, it's, it, it's, too, it's very self-aware and self-reflective yes, within yeah. like Russian reality. So even though I can like obviously compare it to the films I've seen, it's just definitely not... Not any kind of real derivative. You don't like. You don't think. Schlock. You don't think like. Oh, that's Groundhog Day. No, no, no. 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 It just has elements of those thematically. Um, but anyway, but so what's interesting about it? I don't know because why we even wanted to. Because look, talk let about me just it, say because we're when, all film look, critics. When we, we, when we watched it, we watched it. Um, wait, wait, did you say we're not film critics? Yeah, we're not film critics, I but did, we wanted to I do speak it. Speak for yourself, please. Oh, I actually you did write some film criticism back in the day. Wait, you just you ho- you just you host a, a film. Yeah, podcast. but I'm not a film critic. Okay, all right. I don't know what a film critic. Do you need like a degree? Do you need like a badge, like a, st- a state certified film critic? Uh, no, deg- but I'm really not a film critic. Okay, you, you, you don't, don't want you don't me. you don't self-identify as a film no, critic. No, it's not my identity. Okay, all right, okay. Um, but anyway, look, just the thing is, is that when we watch this film, when we watch this film, it caused a, 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 an incredible uh, reaction in you, in, a, a reaction that I've never seen. Uh, actually, I've, I've never seen you Look, respond to I'm this just a film. Russian person, and like all the other Russian people who made this film such a huge box office hit, you know. You're a fan. I, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it was a funny. That's it was a thing. it was a ridiculously funny film. And uh, actually, uh, we're gonna try to find a version of the film with English subtitles that we'll try to link in in the post for our listeners. I'm pretty sure it's there. Another unique thing, it it actually early this year it did come out in American movie theaters. I wow. checked, but I don't know. We were too out of it moving around. So there's, yeah. there's, there's a, there's there was a, actually a release here, but wow. and and parts of Europe too, obviously. But I'm not sure. I don't know what New York, like who the hell saw it. So there must have been a, at least a little bit of a showing somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. 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 It, it wasn't American movie theaters. I don't know. Probably not for long, because again, it's like whatever a foreign film. I wonder if they're trying to be like uh, trying to enter it into the Oscars. Oscar. <laughs> I have no idea. I doubt it. Because comedies, that's a known thing. Comedies, especially foreign don't comedies, win. not don't win, don't win, get nominated because yeah. it's not a serious sort of enough. You need, yeah, you uh, need, yeah. You know, you, you need, need drama you, you, and you know, tragic like kind of element and all gra- that. Gravitas. Though. Yeah, because comedies, whoever came up with it, I think it's idiotic. Comedies considered to not have gravitas. Not true. But anyway, so, so yeah, so this is a kind of really unique situation, but it made us think again, I don't know, I insisted we're not film critics and, uh, <laughs> and uh, ultimately, despite of how much we've already been praising the film as like a formal creation, it's pretty nauseating. <laughs> so it's not, yeah. what, it's, it's hard to watch just the way it's filmed. Oh yeah. No, it's formally like, as a film, it's yeah. shit. <laughs> Besides all the good things, it's I'm like it, saying, the, the you know? film wants to make you puke because everything is shot in this like really crappy it's like a steady cam. Steady cam. I mean, I don't know what it's trapped strapped to because it's like it's moving so fast around that you actually want to vomit. I mean, it's like it, 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 you get vertigo. No, so a lot of bad things that actually the good things about it are also bad, which we'll get to. I mean, because this is like a film. It's a because it's a film that perfectly captures today um and like in 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 encapsulates what russia is today and what it's striving to today yeah and and that's what i I mean there's like i think why we liked it because i also liked it a lot the honesty yes it's it's element the the honesty or it's reflecting something real in in the culture and um and and so uh, like it's it's funny its message is is really politically is atrocious, but it's like it's conservative. It's, it's, it's but it's re, it's real. It, it reflects what Russia is today, and it's it's also clearly um, shows that like whatever the people who are um, like Russia is grappling with its oligarchy, you know, and with its new own the, the new masters uh, of 
of the Russian world and their offspring and their offspring. That's that's yes, and it's part. grappling with it's thinking about it, and it's like and the and, and ultimately the the message that it that it ha- they, that it uh, delivers is like the most you know it's very conservative, it's extremely defensive of of the oligarchy, um, uncritical of the oligarchy, uh, and actually um, whitewashes it in all sorts of different ways. Um, but so like so when we say we like it, it's like it's actually a multi level, it's a multi. It's a complex kind of it's a complex appreciation because it's not just a purely oh, this is amazing. Isn't it all dialectics? Film. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a dialectical <laughs> uh, appreciation. <laughs> um, and so, yes, yeah, that's the more interesting aspect of it, right? Like, what is it, what is this film other than being funny and looking at these ridiculous you know, oligarchs and their and their offspring and and um, which is like and them just kind of going on a tear in uh, in Moscow and doing whatever the fuck they want, like running over. Uh, running over, yeah, running over people, way. killing them doesn't matter. Like it, they, nothing they can do really matters. They uh, like it's kind of like no, making no, no. fun of them. Not that nothing they can do that really matters. Nothing they can do has consequences Con- for them. Yes, exactly. Like they're always saved. They're always protected. They're just untouchable. But yeah, but and, and so you kind of that's like they're kind of being that kind of person is being lampooned in this in this film. But at the same time, they are the structure of the society is not. Like it's whitewashed. It's not yes, criticized. Yes, yes. It's it's actually in the end like this guy, this this whore, this atrocious kid, oligarch kid, is in the, in the end, um, you know, is able to be saved and he's reformed and reformed and is actually a good person. Uh, and his father, who is some kind of like murderous, you know, organized crime. It's, not, it's never clear. You, it's you put it. I'm putting that. I mean, if you're an oligarch like that, you are that. You are you are you know uh, the big one of the biggest criminals in the country. That survived uh, the 90s, and it says something about you. Yeah. In, in the movie, though, it's this kind of like almost like slightly on the soft side, yeah. pretty um, kind of genteel. He's almost, also like a very, right? mi- yeah, exactly, yeah. And almost, and like a very middle class kind of uh, character and American middle class. Yeah, kind of and vibe like he's about him. and he's like he's sort of uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, he's uncomfortable always. He has this like sort of yeah, he has this sort of like. <laughs> woman that he loves but he's like not what does one is like scared to, of committing to her and is kind of scared of like professing his love for her and all this stuff and is like and 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 is very un, and is actually has um, doubt about whether she loves him you know that kind of stuff it's like what i mean in russia oligarchs um, this is unheard of <laughs> women, yeah i mean what is what are women to to these guys? yeah and also just the, the character like that that hasn't come together yeah if he's, you're like he's a actually, major oligarch, yeah. unlikely yeah. you even have semblance of that kind of almost, I don't know what, the humility yeah. is, right? The dad is like good to begin with and yeah. the son becomes good. The oligarch is right? good to begin yeah. with, exactly. It, that's, that's just an interesting kind of arc if you talk yeah. about arcs. Again, the most interesting part that I love, the last time we were only, it's been a while, what, summer 2019, we were in Moscow and I was like, myself making this jokes just walking around the center of moscow among like the kind of the richest part of town and seeing this kind of like new russians is that it feels very kind of 19th century sort of like pre-revolutionary <laughs> russia opulent wealth maybachs uh, versus right there like pretty you know horrific poverty and you can see these people being kind of this land-owning aristocrats type of thing and they're served yeah, and you kind of can see it today kind of playing out as it is, and it might be because I'm from there, I'm very sensitive. But Yasha kind of agreed too. There's like a certain vibe that's a bit different from. Well, it's different from America. It's like a you know. Well, I mean, it's tr- I mean, first of all, just the whole the whole kind of late Putin project is to uh, create um, a continuity 
between the Romanovs, the, yeah, the Romanovs and sort of the imperial imperial Russia, mm-hmm. and today's yeah. Russia. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, obviously with some elements from obviously the every, Soviet. Obviously, Yeltsin past. Yeltsin did that. That was under Yeltsin. They started out with yeah. you know rebuilding the flag, uh, taking the the coat of arms, three color flag. That's the Tsarist flag. The, the, yeah. The double headed eagle. Um, and sort of, and but also rehabilitating all the Tsarist era names for cities and all this stuff. Making during Yeltsin times, the uh, Romanovs became martyrs. Exactly. Yes, they could. When we were remember we, when we were in Yekaterinburg and we went to that to that to the to the church um, where oh, that's oh, built yeah. on the site of where they were murdered, where they were ex- executed or murdered. Right, the, the, yeah. And just you know that kind of that that the the deification of, of state the state deification of um, the Romanovs. Anyway, so it's been going on for for a while, and this film is sort of like is is an aspect of that, right? It's 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 a continuation of that because and it's but it's also kind of taken it's it's also like tongue in cheek a little bit because it understands how ridiculous it is, right? Because it kind of does the duality. So on the one hand, today the Russian the Russian oligarch father and his son are. The, you know, are the aristocrats? They are. They are the. They are the. The continuation of imperial Russia, essentially, right? They're, they are the lords. Yet the lord is suddenly made into a, a serf, right? As a way, as a kind of a way of punishing him. But but they go and back into the past, and they kind of create a double. Because what they do in in setting up this sort of fictitious world for this kid to reform him is they create an almost mirror version of his own reality. So they create like a kind of a nice. Uh, father, you know, who is like a the landed aristocrat, um, who is kind of nice and well-meaning, and then he has a son who's a total shithead, who's like a total he shithead, used to be, yeah, and who's violent, who is, you know, who, who likes to torture people, who likes to, um, who likes to bully people. He revels in his power and revels in his, his social status. He loves abusing the serfs, and so the idea for them was to see so that he sees himself. The From new, the, the new oligarch, the new aristocrat son, sees himself in the old aristocrat son. Yeah, because that's the village he lives in and employed, and now he's the serf and yeah. has to endure the beatings and all that. Yes, and so he has to. Yes, he, he has to because he's going to be flip. enduring. Yeah, yeah. So he has to see. He has to basically empathize with the people that he abuses uh, in, in in everyday life back in Moscow and in, in in real day Moscow yeah, in real so Moscow. Yeah, so he's like literally put in their shoes. You know, yes. I always say to understand a person, you have to walk in their shoes a mile. But it plays with this thing where it says like, yeah, we are the aristocrats. Right? Okay. We are the we are the we are the 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 you know the counts the barons the. Uh, of Russia, yeah, and so and like it does that by basically you know asserting it by creating this the fictitious world in, of the past and recreating it. And so it's it's it it's that's why it's so clever. It's like um, it it acknowledges the reality. What you were saying, what you can, the reality that you can feel is that that like these people are actually um, Russia's elite is actually very actively, very consciously, kind of in in a in a very um, in a very obvious manner of trying to act like the new lords but yeah. yet they are peasants though you know because they are they, they're not lords they're their own traditions yeah, that's not in the movie that's our reading of it yes what is hilarious about all this this new ruling, new ruling kind of counts they actually you know their parents their grandparents they're literal serfs yes majority of them at least not serfs because serfdom ended by the way in 1861 uh, just to just do something by alexander ii yes and the movie um got a w- wittily so 
uh, takes place in 1860. Uh, so, so a year before the year emancipation before. of the serfs. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I found that funny. I think kind of you can pick up a bit, you know, a little yeah. bit of history. So uh, it's before. <laughs> no, it's funny. And like, and, and there was a funny scene where he actually wakes up and he's like freaks out that he's like, "What am I doing here? This is not real." He yeah. just runs. He just says, "I'm running. I'm getting out of here." And it's like, "Oh, we got a runner. Like you can't run from this state. That's escaping." So he got like he was almost executed. Yeah. Because if you try to run away before 1861, you run. Runaway well, slave. it's like a runaway slave. Yeah, yeah it's very similar. So Americans can kind of get it because there was slavery I mean, here. Serfs are slaves. Yeah, basically. They, I don't know what the difference is. I mean, they are property property of. They are property. They are, yeah. They're property of the. They property, so they're. I don't know. I guess it's just like propaganda. I was always taught, like from early on. You know, when you have history lessons in Russia growing up, you like served them as slavery. Oh, I wonder actually, if it was in my wait, head. Wait, wait, but let me ask you this: Do you think it's because Russians don't want to see themselves as 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 black people or as African or slaves? They don't see it as the same as American they don't want slavery. To, is that because they don't want to be equated with them? Maybe, and I the, think I don't understand. But what's the? Would you say it's racism? As if they're racism? Yes. I don't know. It's like a different historical formation. I mean, obviously they're different. Uh, they, they are they're not like exactly but at the, the same, same time no, no no i agree that's the same i don't know why i i think i connected to some mm. basic history lessons that somehow they separate this phenomenon it's a more, it, it's i the guess same. it's a more of a it's like it has a longer history actually in russia it's mm-hmm. and it's um it has it's evolved in in a kind of a more organic way or something but like and it's also their own people their own people so it's like you there know? isn't the racial divide yeah. so, um, so it's different so it is different but but yet they're landed and and they can be and the other thing is they can be freed. There's there's some specs you can be freed and yeah. you, and you're not like and it's not like you have to like run away to a different part of the country no. like in America or something where into in order to like lead a semi normal life you can actually kind of blend into society. In fact, a lot of uh, people just you know you can be a pretty prosperous peasant or a favorite of yeah. the estate owner. Yeah, so things happen. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of differences between American slavery and Russian serfdom, but they are but you are in effect still I mean yeah. you can yeah you are I'm not arguing I'm just actually need to check where do I get this idea because but it's I'm, very but I'm actually curious I wouldn't be surprised if like if, if this is just my cynical kind of view of, the, of these things that they try to separate this because, because right? look you know you know as better than I do um, that Russians are very racist um, and uh, have a racist kind of especially towards towards I mean, the idea that you can equate Russians with, with black. black people I mean, it's very offensive. I think to a lot of would be offensive to a lot of right people in America, in 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 Russia, right? I don't want to speculate. I imagine, but it would just go back to my ideas. Yeah. So the current counts and dukes, they come usually from the serf peasant population yes. on average. Well, because because the, because the Bo- the Bolshevik Revolution was a revolution of the former serfs in, in essence. Correct. Yeah. yeah. With so some the, leading vanguard of non-serf. Like yeah. Jews but, but and, some, Lenin, minor, right? and some aristocrats. Lenin's Lenin's family is. But weren't they weren't they like serfs a few generations before that? Okay, yeah. So it was a revolution of the serfs, and so. Yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, like <laughs> it's almost we had our own white flight, and just the so-called white Russians either left or were killed, and you know, so the former aristocrats of the imperial Russia, and uh, then whoever was laughed and who was even friendly to the regime frequently was in the end executed by Stalin in late 30s. There was like number of, you know, <laughs> what do you call it? Like cleansing. Yeah. So the serfs came to power. Yeah. In short, there was so much cleansing. The free serfs came to power. Yeah. That ultimately, yeah, the top of the society and you can tell like if you look at Khrushchev, for instance, speaking of which, yeah, he was 
basically a peasant. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make him any less smart or whatever, like of industrious, course. but that's that's it was a new elite already, like in the 60s. There was a real revolution. Yeah. There was a real revolution. It was a real upheaval and all that. And, um, okay, and obviously, so this new kind of aristocracy that formed uh, in the 90s, uh, throughout the 90s, these are the offsprings of the peasants freed sure. serfs yeah. the freed serfs so they got freed in 1860 the revolution happened uh 50, 57 years later that's not a that's not a long time yeah no but doesn't matter so they, they're that's the offspring so i mean the whole it's it's comic i mean it's it is comic, comic. you're right? always talking about this it's comic that you have look i mean we, there's nothing there's nothing um there's nothing um intellectual or refined necessarily about the aristocracy i mean all you have to do is no, read no. yeah all, all you have to do is read some gogol to to get like a, a glimpse on, into this especially the kind of countryside <laughs> totally, aristocracy yeah. it's like the more provincial yeah, yeah um i mean they're 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 country bumpkins they're 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 gross they're you know ignorant they're whatever crude crude yeah. i mean they're all these things they're just sort of you know but like but what's funny about russia today and this Putin, Putin's Russia, is this is this thing, and you feel it when you're there. Is this is this is this ridiculous idea that these people have in their heads is that they are the inherit they are the newer aristocrats, and they're not only just like that they're new and they're the new ruling elite, and they're completely different, and they have their own kind of thing going on. No, no, no. no. They're actually taking on all of the attributes and all of the symbols and language and kind of the uh, of they're old masters, right? So the the irony of this all, I don't know if these people read, I started doubting it, or do they even like Gogol? Are they, yeah. not that, I mean, anyone can read Of course they read Gogol, they were educated in Russia, so they read. Yes, but don't they see then the other, like some kind of grotesque humor in their behavior because yeah. it's really funny. Yeah. Um, and what kind of greatness and some sort of elevated state they're trying to associate themselves with yeah it's probably not there to begin with not that I, i'm not praising like old uh elite but now it's 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 just ridiculous but i mean it goes back to again it goes back to like what so what what do they believe in you know that's the thing it's like who are they because the collapse of the soviet union and the collapse of you know, communist ideology and there's like what it didn't just happen at the end of the soviet union it was a gradual process like but it was it stripped a lot of people of their identity, you know, including a lot of Jews. I mean, you know, it, it, it depends like where you are in the kind of the, the social cultural matrix of the Soviet Union. A lot of people ended up like not really sure of who they are, right? You talk about the nineties. Just yeah, just the nineties or even yeah, the nineties. Yeah. It came to the fore. Once people stopped believing. I'm not even talking about a full. Um, kind of the real like collapse of Soviet Union, which is like 91 officially. Yeah. But even coming up to that, and you like talking about Jewish nationalism, that is connects to that. It's already like 70s, 80s, people don't really believe in yeah. like communism and how it great. And <laughs> they're looking Union for gonna new, be, uh, different identities. Yeah, yeah. And, and if they don't believe in this like unifying, like all the peoples <laughs> of, I don't know, Soviet Union ideology, what the hell you believe in? Yeah. What are you working towards? Who are you? Yeah. yeah, it's not even clear what are you if you're not like a comrade. Yeah, and so, and so so like and so a lot of these a lot of people the elite of Russia or wealthy people in Russia are like what are they who are they what are, where, where do they get their cues like what do they believe in and so part of it is they believe in capitalism they believe in in they, this they kind of western capitalism yeah 
I'm Russian Orthodox. And that began uh, way earlier. You know, your dad is a, is a, is a, is a convert, all this stuff. The searching for a new identity as, as the Soviet Union collapsed internal in, inside before even it before the officially official collapsed. Collapse, yeah. yeah. Actually, it was like uh, the, uh, my, dad, so my dad was born um, 37, and his generation, they're called 60s people, because I guess yeah. that's when they fully came of age. The, the certain, like, more bohemian kind of intelligentsia types of that generation actually are famous for looking for some new identity already starting 60s, late 60s, let's say 70s, because they were already, you know, they kind of... Not the vanguard, they, they could that's, see being in the center of like Moscow Empire they that's were, like they, not they were, going anywhere. They're they, not believing they were in it. The, they were the sign that things are not right. Yeah. yeah, and they're the kind of the cultural elite. They didn't believe in it. A lot of them baptized as yeah. adults. And so they were secretly baptized. Yeah, they? secretly baptized. And they really kind of thought of religion. It, it's hard to understand for like They went back to their like, I'm a Russian, I'm a Russian person, I'm uh, right? I'm a yeah, they wanted to looking for soul and they didn't like historical materialism, I imagine. That was like, they were fed up with from university times. It's probably the same as your parents later on. Yeah. That's an older generation though. So yeah, that naturally they were looking for something. And then it's not surprising uh, that, yeah, the whole new kind of wealthy, landed, pretty much landed aristocracy of today. Oiled and gassed. I like oiled and gassed. Oiled and gassed. Imagine you oil yourself and then you gas yourself. I'm the oiled and gassed aristocracy. No, that's what should happen to them. They should be oiled and then... Gassed in a a gas chamber. No, or just like turn on the... uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you call that? Uh, Oh, the... You mean like, yeah, the lighter, yeah. Like literally just like (laughs) turn it on the lighter next to the oiled oligarch. So that's what's happening with them. It's funny, that's like tarred and feathered. I'm I'm not sympathetic at all, but I understand at least the search. No, exactly, and and so we every time we go back to Russia, it's like it's like it hits you in the face. I mean, down to like you know they have like apartment complexes in Russia. Oh that, man, Biden house that have like are named as like uh, you know have these panels like these sort of elite um, like luxury um, condos essentially mm-hmm. that in the center of Moscow that you look at it and there's like a Montessori school inside you mm-hmm. know for the people who live there and all this stuff. It's all like private. It's all private. It's all gated. And then you look at the facade of this thing, and there's actually like pictures from like 19th century Russian aristocrats, people in like uh, in 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 tuxedos and top hats, and with their like uh, with their with their greyhounds and the women in the big dresses and like the kind of what do you call it, the cor- the corsets. Ten, corsets, tiny waist. I mean, so it's like they're actually that's the that's like a parasols or parasols. Like, <laughs> scenes from like 19th century aristocracy. In Russia, I would say goggle again, yes. but like, but this it's is the not ha- how this is like a, this is the facade it. of a house that's built like a few years ago in the center of Moscow that costs a ridiculous amount of money, um, almost like New York level of like if you buy apartments. It's really expensive. Sure. I mean, it's really it's like it's like Chelsea level. How to translate Biden house? Because it's hilarious. I don't know what is it. Biden is like a landowner. A, a landowner, yeah. A Biden is by like Michigan. a by, yeah. It's like a it's a it's a landowner. It's, it's a, basically going to be aristocrat if you're a landowner. Like a but also like a it it. it it presupposes that you're—it's kind of a—it's a—you're making money on off from the your land. land, yeah. So you're like a landed aristocrat who has enterprises connected to their to their holdings, yeah. Yeah. So this is the name of the house with Biden all of these, house. like with all of these um, kind of—I uh, don't know—they're not frescoes; they're more like uh, <laughs> like I guess they're done in in, in stone, uh, like sandblasted. Um, yeah. Scenes from 19th century Russian aristocracy life. I mean, so so there's like it's so it's like it's comic. Like the the connection isn't just like oh yeah they are just like them because they're rich and whatever. No, they do it on purpose and they marketed this stuff to themselves. 
like it's marketed. It's, 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 so, so it's not surprising. So, it, but what's, what's cool about this film, that we just bring it back, is that it kind of does the same thing, but it, it, it does it in a humorous way. It, it kind of fucks with it. it. It makes fun of it a little bit. But at the same time, it accepts it. I feel like, I mean, uh, fundamentally it accepts it, even though it's, it's like, it washes it. It's sort of like an inside kind of critique or inside mocking. It isn't like a, it's not a brutal mocking. It's like a successful propaganda because it normalizes the reality while laughing at the sort of atrocities. Yes. Normalizing the oligarchy while sort of kind of mocking the particular kind of individual and laughing at them. In that way, it's sort of like pretty woman because it's pretty woman like in the end it sort of whitewashes uh the vulture capitalist right yeah because vulture capitalists can be reformed yes. by a good hooker yes with a heart <laughs> of gold or whatever. it's almost dostoevsky yeah stuff. so they're actually good people they just need the right kind of person to 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 uh, show them the, the, the right way in the light mm-hmm. uh, and yeah good woman so so it's very obviously conservative <laughs> and all that stuff. but like so so but but at the same time it it does something why why it's surprising to us and why I mean, we're even talking about this film is that it acknowledges the fact which that is it's like, like that. Yeah, which is like that, which is like you don't get to see that. It's like a fun comedy, so it's not like direct, some kind of agit, agit prop. Yeah. But then if I'm even reacting like that, yeah, and then I have to like deconstruct it. it and think, wait a second, no, no, like deconstruct and say, wait, what is this dead oligarch? That's like, that's weird character. Yeah. That's way too positive. And ultimately, I think the, the weirdest part of it, again, because it has morals in it. What are the morals in it? The morals are that, uh, so... Uh, love is important, true love. And it's all about simple things like being a good person and treating other people even beneath you in social standing, like, let's say, a minor, yeah. what is it, cop. Oh, like a cop, yeah. Because in the, in the movie, he like runs over this cop. So you treat people with respect. Uh, it doesn't matter where they stand financially. And uh, you can fall in love with a poor woman or whatever. She's a stable girl, essentially, who takes care of horses no, she's too. some kind of veterinarian. Yeah, it doesn't but matter. There's like a weird thing. You can fall in love with there's a no vet, woman. There's no such thing as a vet in the 19th century and it's all about basically kindness being a kind person yeah being a kind person open and have some kind of humility no but that's these are the values yeah which almost okay back to what i've seen kind of people say about it not critics just the people um they're fascinated that something of that kind and caliber for the first time almost uh, especially comedy wise made since soviet times because soviet films obviously always had this kind of moral the soviet the soviet comedy is is like has like the moral the moral uh, of them comedies are frequently about like being a kind generous person doing the good doing the right things and if someone starts as a kind of individual selfish character mm-hmm. that did often yes. was shown in Soviet films he or she usually he actually was reformed by the end yes you know so that is a very almost like a Soviet kind of yeah, paradigm yeah. and, and I, I don't know why I call it Soviet I know that Hollywood has this paradigm it's not that unique no but since we're describing the Russian phenomenon and the kind of <laughs> the film uh, development of the last I don't know 20-30 years since the collapse yeah that is sort of you know kind you of know, it also, you know what it also does? Though? What? It also does this thing. It shows this, like we were when we were watching it. We we're like, wait, like, okay, this is like a a, a land physical punishment. A, well, yeah, this is a punishment. Yeah. This guy sent, you know, and he's a serf. He's like one of the low serfs. I mean, he's in the stables. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's like real low. He's like his job is to like wash horses and prepare them for the Lord to ride. Um, and yet, like. It's pretty nice there, you know. So, the, like his life, his life is pretty nice. So, like it's like no, it's hard to sleep. Like, okay, he right? sleeps in the hay. Okay, that's a problem. And he doesn't, and he only is he can't eat meat because like they're only giving him like basically like oatmeal, oatmeal because they're like the. 
you know, only the Lord eats, you know, the Lord's. So of, he has to steal a chicken. He's still seeing, but no, but the, but even that doesn't matter because it's like you, he's never shown to be working. Like even the life of a peasant is like. But that might have been that way. He works sometimes. Yeah, but he's like doesn't work at all. Like he's not shown to be working. I mean, he like he's like whipped once in a while, but like because he's like doesn't really follow directions. But but like life on on this basically on a surf um, farm. Uh, is like idyllic. It's like it's like some kind of retreat that you go to, you know, to like deto- de- detox. It's a nice lake, like natural like, food. Like the people are actually pretty good looking. Like the women are hot. Um, you know, uh, there are actually multiple uh, multiple good looking people there. People are kind of friendly to you. <laughs> it's actually it's actually almost like a. a it's a. I mean, I'd I'd live there. Uh, you, you wouldn't even mind physical labor. The weather's nice. You're like sleeping on the. Better sleep- than be next to the computer. Yes. But that's how it really. No, was. no, but it's but but it also it also does this kind of fetishization of um of of imperial Russia and like of what, what of like uh, what life was like for serfs. It's actually well, kind of sure, but at the same time they do show the hanging, the execution. Sure, they do the hanging, but like, but it's not clear. They they probably did something wrong, you know, like like trying to run away. Trying to run away. <laughs> But like, but but there is there is there is a romanticization of that thing. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's a comedy. It's supposed to be kind of ridiculous. But but it, but but there's like these subtle things where again, you whitewash the oligarchs. You whitewash the like the kind of the uh, the, the slavery. Ra- the sl- slavery. Way, you right? whitewash slavery. I mean, can you? Yeah, you You totally whitewash slavery because everyone's actually treated nice. Everyone is like everyone has like clean clothes. It's actually kind of interesting. At first, when he gets there, he's wearing like rags. But suddenly, like by the middle of the movie. When he's like, you know, washing horses and working in this fucking village for, he's like, he's wearing like really nice peasant outfits, like they're per- crispily clean. All Something the women, like Tolstoy would wear. All the women are actually also like in makeup <laughs> and have like per- eyes, you know, their eyebrows fucked. But anyway, that's that's like the production values. But but there is a there is a sense of of romanticization of that stuff. I I thought what's peculiar <laughs> what's peculiar about it, not the romanticization, but ultimately besides all I'm saying about the morals and that it actually teaches you that what's important, like being kind, fall in love, look at a woman as a person <laughs> actually, right? Yes. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like don't be misogynist. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's sort of implied, right? That's yes. part of reforming yourself. They're all these like very banal kind of things that about being a good man. But then there is a weird part that it seems like all these reforms kind of happen through physical punishment, yeah. like, or start to really happen. So that's a bit weird. So he's been lashed a number of times. Yeah. Like a lot. Sometimes like, like 20 lashes or something. By the way, he also got lashed and like the next day he was just walking around happily. But it doesn't matter. My <laughs> point is just what does it actually say? So yeah. you take the shit, the shit had kind of count and then you whip him a bit whip him whip him whip him and he'll become a good person there's something weird about even that besides the sort of like a a sort of a good girl he meets the lashes the the whipping is what works see love love and And the whipping and whipping is what what turns a, a, a rotten boy a rotten oligarch good it's really bizarre. I'm, I, I, I doubt that this formula about the whipping. Yeah. I don't know. It might, yeah. it might make you submissive. Yes. But that, that, that's weird. They didn't show him, okay, you become submissive and you're scared and you like follow, tell the line. No, no, no. You become a moral person. That's bizarre. Yeah. This actually doesn't necessarily no, no. fit together well. And they would never, you yeah. Know? He was never really, 
and, and he's never he never really became submissive it's funny even though that's yeah. what probably would happen yeah. if you actually really bitten into submission which probably uh, not probably obviously possible yeah. and you surf and that's before the emancipation but no you become a conscientious moral person yeah interesting yeah it's a pretty regressive kind of way of thinking it. but but look i mean the whole movie is very regressive i mean the whole movie is oligarchs are fine as long uh, uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with having oligarchs around the country and like have basically a kind of hereditary new uh, ruling elite. Except that their children are problematic. Well, it that, seems that like, like that, that, that basically we need a you, you, what you need is a is a better way uh, system of um, uh, of raising them and 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 disciplining them. That are the, are the only problems that these kids are out of out of line and like they've kind of act. Um, in a in a kind of an uncouth and uncivilized manner. So you have to like civilize the oligarch while not even talking about the you know the oligarchy. And so, which is not surprising. Yeah, why the hell they even have so much? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like there, that's not even a question. There's also like not a thing. There's not no. What's not question is maybe the fact that he's acting like that is because he has so much wealth and power. I mean, clearly, because if he didn't have that wealth and power, he wouldn't be acting like that. And so, but the, what they what they go is they don't say, oh well, he should be stripped of his wealth and power and be made a normal person and not some lord. Instead, they're like, no, what he needs is actually to fall in love and to to, to care about a, a woman and and become a better person while keeping his wealth and power and, and privilege of like a, of of a person who cannot be touched by the law. That's fine. What's so so? It's a totally regressive. It's also regressive and a very uh, like personal responsibility ideology yeah right there's so that it's totally it's a totally conservative totally pro-oligarch film which manages to be funny and 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 kind of and kind of uh, insightful insightful into 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 what into society as it is today in russia but it's a total pro-oligarchy film it's kind of nauseating like and you, but but then you don't really realize it until you finish watching the film. And then you, I started thinking. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like while you're watching the film, it's like oh, it's just funny and 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 great. And so it's not surprising that when you actually see the credits and you know, it's like oh shit, this whole thing is funded by the Kremlin. I mean, this whole thing is funded by the oligarchy. Gazprom. Yeah, it's funded by <laughs> Gazprom. Like that is the state gas monopoly. It's like the fucking you know the money. It's like the pipe that funnels money into into society. And 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 so it's like. No wonder the oligarchy supports him. It's like it's a, it's like um, it's like um, it's like, a, it's like a, I mean, in a way, it's it's. I wonder if this is like a one-off or this is like signals a new, like as I was saying in the introduction, like the signals a new stage of development for Russian society, where it can actually be a bit more aware of what it is, or not maybe not like consciously aware, but self-aware and cre- and create and create con- create not content but create culture. That's about itself. About itself, but that also like sort of promotes its own worldview and promotes Which is its way own more propaganda. efficient yeah. than just like not addressing what you are. Yes. And just kind of being completely delusional. Yes. This way is way more efficient, which is kind of scary because how efficient it can yeah. be. Yeah. That, I mean, that's why I always think back to like something like um, Pretty Woman because it's like that film is actually such a great example of like 1990s American empire and like an ideology. It's like finance is great. Wall Street is great. Fucking taking the, the guys that want to be there are great people. They're just sort of can like, be a bit lost. They can be lost, and they can do the bad. They can make wrong decisions, and they can like basically be brutal and like buy up a company, strip it, fire everyone. But 
it isn't what like that whole industry isn't bad. It's just that the, as as people they've been kind of uh, led astray. They don't have a woman, yeah. a prostitute who loves them, right? Uh, um, a kind-hearted prostitute who loves them and changes them. Who is a moral person? And so like, but so it's in that way. It's like so while you're watching this kind of amazing romantic, um, I don't know. It's like romantic comedy essentially. Uh, you're like also being like pumped full of Wall Street and uh, Wall Street propaganda. You know, speaking of Pretty Woman, uh, I watched it, I think, when I, for the first time when I was like six or seven because there was a VHS. I forgot how that happened. There was a VHS uh, that's like a famous kind of illegal operation in you early... Could rent, you could rent VHSs. No, not rent. I think we owned it, but... Um, it's no, no, those... rent the cassettes or you bought the cassette? No, own. Okay. You don't need to rent. But there were weird cassettes. They're like black market cassettes where this one guy... There are a few guys, but one was big. Uh, Vladarsky, it's a famous name. Uh, did in one voice all the dubbing, yeah. and that's and that's the best version I, I still ever watched. So you can hear English, and then one guy, <laughs> I, it's not gonna be funny for, for English listeners. One guy does all the dialogue yeah. and very kind of sloppy because he clearly like works so much. He's like dubbing every... all this movie, and it's just like a factory, but it's somehow very charming. I think a lot of people have this kind of uh, nostal- nostalgic kind of connection to that. Yeah, actually, maybe you know this. Like, has anyone done like a documentary about those people? No, that doesn't like, exist. It's I mean, hilarious. Those, he, look, he's I, alive, I, like, I think. I like, I like here, you know... You, you know that voice. You just know voices. Like, you know, like, I know that... It's like you... you people can probably recognize that voice like any because you've watched so many movies with that guy's voice right all of them it's not just one guy but the one guy was particularly famous but they tried because it's black market it's sort of illegal i think they tried to conceal their true voice so i think it was more nasal i wonder if they did some what do you call this little thing (laughs) i've heard something about it really what do you call this thing well like yeah like you, you pinch your nose yeah, but with a pin, maybe like it might be even a pincher. So or you do fu- something. There's like a weird noise. It's like Anna сказала, and that's like an adult man. It's very, it's, it's very nasally. I, I should read about it. I think it was even pinching. Whoa! In order to like change their voices. Yeah, because yeah. it shouldn't it's be fully fun. like recognizable timbre. You know the way you yeah, and me talk, gotcha. which people can recognize yeah, us. Yeah, that's how I watched Pretty Moon, and I thought it's like. What did you think? Yeah. Now we're in LA. <laughs> I know. Where it is and um, we live like just blocks away from where the yeah, action happened yeah. and where she was standing <laughs> stars yeah. uh yeah i think i was i thought it's some kind of fairy tale land you what know, did you think about him oh about him he was like a very decent gentleman <laughs> and i like i think his gray hair even as a kid because he has beautiful gray yeah, hair very beautiful, and he's yeah. also very kind of he has this sort of kindly right richard your kindly disposition yeah he's not threatening man no no you know what i mean that's a good casting he's very he's sort yeah, of soft new... kind of like and caring yeah. yeah but ultimately he's sort of yeah he's not <laughs> even to begin with the movie like he's yeah. not much of an asshole he's no. kind of a bit ambivalent he's, he's not brutal no. So it's hard to say I was a kid, but I think I really liked it. And even now, if I rewatch it, you, you, it is a real like fairy tale um, yeah. Cinderella story because everyone is ideal there. Like it's like the best version of the um, sort of con- is it concierge type of thing. Yeah. That would be like the 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 best man, weirdly again kind. Yes. That's Everyone's, gonna be yeah. the man. Everyone is like ultimately kind of kind and good. They're like the the platonic ideals of of these of these people. Yeah. You put it much better. Yes. And so what are you supposed to know? Especially you don't know anything. You kind of you know. 
And that's what you <laughs> thought of America, doing? right? I, I guess so. I mean, you would. I mean, if you're so. Uh, I mean, if you were. Did you say you were six or no, seven? No, for the first time I watched the Six and Seven because I remember six or seven. Wow, that's pretty crazy. But it's weird. Like media is weird that way. Yeah. No, I know. And then I watched it older, obviously. I still didn't know what to think of it. I knew that, I guess, being a prostitute is not good. I never idealized that because yeah. that's not what they teach you. In, like, you know, no one glorifies this profession. In the 90, in the and 90s. there's no positive sex work uh, attitude there. No. Actually, n- even now, but no. back in then, Russia, definitely yeah. not. In Russia. So yeah. I definitely wasn't thinking, oh, how to there become a prostitute. There are people in Russia saying, actually, sex work is great, sex work is liberating. No one, no yeah. one did say it, and I agree. No one says it now, and I agree with them. But ultimately, yeah, so that element I couldn't fully grasp. I think she was like, oh, it's a young girl kind of falling from grace or whatever. <laughs> or something like this, yeah. right? It's not, like, intentional. But, yeah. but yeah, but I, I guess I thought this is America, yeah. you know? I did yeah. So the type of America I live in is not very recognizable. I, it, like it, it, it's like that's you actually kind of you, it's actually you bring up a good point because a big part of what platonic right, so ideals. there's like so there's like the internal so America I mean Hollywood is just like this vehicle of American ideology and American propaganda not only to itself but but also to to the world right as a part of an of its empire, um, and I, it's funny like if you were not Russian. And you watch this movie, you you kind of think like, oh wow, Russia's kind of cool. <laughs> like Russian people are kind of cool out. Like these Russian oligarchs, they're like good people. Um, and generally, what are like a great society that that this happens in? <laughs> mm, or no? I don't know. Like they show pretty horrific, right? The beginning. But the beginning, just the beginning. But he's just bad. All the he's other people are good. He's a bad person. Other, other people is other good. People His dad are, is pretty good. Yeah. All the cops are actually good people. Yeah. The cops are de- shown as decent. Actually, not corrupt. Don't yes. take the money. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Uh, cops are shown as good people. Um, in fact, like the top cop that was there in the station that like called in the, the dad. He's like, look, he's like all the kind of the power, state power, you know, is like shown as like decent. Yeah. Um, it has like a it has like a good positive actually like when you walk away from it. But it has good it, positive even for Russians. Yes, you don't ha- need to be like American watching. I know. It that's, but that's what I'm saying. So Hollywood does it both. It's like for itself and for the rest of the world. Because I think Pretty Woman is popular here as well. Of course, you don't no. need to be like. No, no. From Russia. But I'm just saying that like, you still <laughs> yeah. you still get that kind of like um, romanticized vibe of a, of a place. Um, and for yeah, or, for or, sure. or or you're like from the provinces or something in Russia and you're watching it. But it, anyway, so this is like so. What the question is? Okay, so the question is, what do you think? What would you bet? Like, if we if we have this conversation like five years from now, okay, and we say like, did this film, was this film, a sign that a new kind of phase in in Russian culture and Russian film is afoot and is beginning, and it's actually like now it's sort of a bit more aware of itself and is a bit more um, comfortable with uh, about, with itself and isn't just gonna replicate um like gonna isn't gonna like uh create western knockoffs of of genre films do you think that's gonna happen like is this is this is this like a turning point in in russia in russian culture or not well i I don't know what do i know i don't like making predictions i'm not nostradamus i have no fucking clue i don't know you're nostradamus Nostradamus. (laughs) i I say no you say no at the same time i don't know it's 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 interesting I, i I don't know. It's it's a good question. I, I maybe maybe I'm not so certain actually about the no. Because um, when I when everyone is like everyone is predicting that Russia is going to collapse, even the people who are in it, you know, who, who we were just hanging out with with one of our friends from 
for Moscow and you know people are so negative and so cynical about the future of that place um, and so like ready to leave if given the opportunity um, that you don't think that that place is like has any stability or any future but at the same time like when you go there uh, and, you, and you and you look at how in, how much people enjoy their their newfound the elite of that place enjoy their newfound wealth and their newfound and even privilege. like the sort of small middle class enjoy it too yeah exactly they have things to lose yes people have it doesn't feel like fully pre-revolutionary it isn't like i don't see i don't see a i don't see a i don't see a collapsing society even though it's i mean we're all kind of collapsing in the west here um to some you know to to lesser or 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 greater degree Uh, but a lot of people are suffering there it's not all of course but i'm talking about the i mean suffering but suffering doesn't necessarily bring necessarily collapse you know it's you can people can suffer for a long time it's no because you have to have an idea whether or not the elite is is okay with what they're what they have Again, whatever. Speaking, I guess, of the Russian Revolution, there should be a full collapse. Not just not just suffering of the people should be immense. Fine, that's actually seems to be not enough. But there should be a collapse of the dominant ruling ideology yes. to a degree that it's which did happen back then over hundred yes. years ago, which becomes fully fractured. Yes. And and then you can penetrate it with something. Also, you have to have something to penetrate it with. That's If another thing. An alternative, yeah. A lot of things have to sort of come yeah. together and. That's, that's, that doesn't that's exist in Russia. No. In fact, it's got it's it's more. I think it solidifies because one of the things, or however critical I am, we talk about this movie. What if it's actually will only solidify? We, yeah. we think they're lost. Yeah, they don't know what. There's no other ideas. There's no alternative. There's like people are very reactionary. There's a denial of Russian Revolution, which we already talked about. People don't believe in I don't know what left wing ideas really on mass. It's a joke. So yeah. so it's a joke. So if you continue, so okay, what's the alternative? to this, to like the surf movie. Yeah. There's no alternative. The only, al- yeah, there's no alternative to this. So unless something, I, yeah. again, I can predict what kind of idea has to No, yeah, I mean, I, exactly. It's like the- To, to fracture I, that. I, uh, yeah, you need some, yeah. So I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is like a one-off thing, you know, that's this guy, uh, you know, who, who's the director? Klim Shipilov. He's a pretty young guy, I think. Uh, no, not Klim Shipilov. Klim Shipenko. Klim Shipenko. 1983. Interesting he's name, 37. Klim. His dad is a Russian um, kind of playwright. Okay, so he's interesting. So, or Soviet, I guess, more Soviet playwright. He studied, actually, funnily enough, I don't know if he graduated, but he went to... Mm, North Cal State Northridge? He has an undergrad. Interesting. I think which is just um, a, just here in the yeah, here in LA. Yeah. Um, nearby here. Not not like the best university. No. But and yeah. yeah, but doesn't doesn't matter. Anyway, so That's he spent some so time here. He did undergrad here. Mm-hmm. And uh seems like yeah. And then he came back so to He's just like a, a guy who's like came out of nowhere to make this film essentially. Mm, sort of. He he has some Films, they, they, not yeah. out of nowhere. He has been in the business. Okay, got it. Because he studied some film. It seems like he didn't graduate, but anyway, he studied some film here as an undergrad, and then he worked as a camera person. So he's clearly multi. Gotcha. <laughs> I want to say multi-talented. Anyway, not probably not multi-talented, but Who he, has, this? Yeah. he has many films to his name, mm-hmm. and um, none of which I actually watched. So that tells you something. So yeah. this is one. Yeah, the, this is a breakout. Yeah, that is a real breakout. Uh, and the, so the screenwriters, which is more interesting because whatever, it's not a really good direction. It's not a good direction. Yeah, it's uh, which is more interesting is the screenwriters. I looked up. It's like the there are three names there, and the only one I recognize is the name of a woman. But again, for for our listeners, it says nothing. Daria Gracevica, and she's kind of famous for writing a number of fairly like controversial indie uh, shows. 
Interesting. Like t- TV series, TV basically. TV. I don't know about movies. Maybe movies too. That the name I kind of recognize. Um, everyone else said, I don't know. There are three people. That's interesting. That's all I can say. What's interesting, the, the main guy who plays this uh, kind of shithead uh, oligarch son is actually played by a, a Serbian guy. Ah. And he's dubbed. Because he can't speak Russian the way, uh, you know, Moscow person. Oh, why do they choose a Serbian guy? That's pretty interesting. Uh, because I think I heard of him someone before. He somehow kind of became like a popular kind of actor interesting. in Russia. Oh, he's Serbian. He's I had Serbian. no idea. He was dubbed. Wow. Uh, they did a pretty good job, actually. Yeah, you can, you would I wouldn't know. I, I was like, and also I don't know. Again, I don't know Russian cinema that much. I was like, oh no, no, no. He's yeah, he's Ser- he's real Serbian. So, but he's speaking in Russian, but his Russian isn't. Yeah, good. not like yeah. that. So, okay, so that makes sense. So they his mouth moves. Yeah, I think he can way. speak something. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I imagine I don't know because no, I couldn't tell that there was a d- discrepancy between the yeah. mouth movement and. The... No, 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 no. I think he speaks Russian, just not the way. Yeah, that is acceptable. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, that yeah, perfect question. Well, that's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. But anyway, I feel like we all talked about it. All uh, I want to just correct myself, I because th- I was like kind of curious googling because all I remembered almost from childhood, my commentary about Pretty Woman and all those like illegal dubbing done specifically by this one famous guy Volodarsky. It seems like he's offended that people constantly assume about the. Pincher to the nose. It so he's is like, probably he, he's his not voice. pinching his nose. That's just his voice. He's like oh, has a he's like a kind of daffy yeah. Duck. But it, it seems like because I also bought into that's like a common belief. But it seems like that's just his voice. People are like well, he can't possibly sound like that. So he must be masking his voice not to get pro- pro- prosecuted for you know, mass piracy. I, I swear that's, that's like that that's was like around. the urban myth. I, yeah, that's urban myth, and I like believed it because I thought, oh, I guess <laughs> like, it's no, dangerous. I actually sound like this. Fuck you. Because I think I know the voice exactly. Who you you're know talking the about. voice. He he He's, dubbed so many I mean, movies. People people don't understand. Like, okay, so maybe I mean, if you're if you lived in Russia or if you're Russian, you 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 know exactly what we're talking about. But like, starting from the '90s, maybe maybe did it begin in, earlier in the '80s? It began earlier in the '80s because I actually remember before when we left. Mm-hmm. When we left. I remember that some of our, I remember like some people had VHS players. Wow. Which is like, here it is. I mean, I remember like seeing that thing and looking at it like it's some kind of like spaceship. And it was like a top loading one. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. And then I remember someone talking about how they're going to the like this, there's like places you can like pay and you can basically, it's like a rental place, but it's like underground, you know, or like, or it's a cooperative. And so you you can like basically rent, it's like a, you know, VHS rental place, yeah. And so, yeah. So, so what what goes on? What goes on? What happened in the Perestroika in the late Soviet Union and in Russia is that like a couple of people emerged as like the main dubbers, and like as soon as a, a movie would hit the market, right, they'd like pirate it and they'd like they'd like churn out the like a dubbed version, which would be like this. The, I mean, they'd be like they'd almost be like synchronized. Like recording, or something. you can kind of be amazed by actually He's professionalism. Talented, be- people, yeah, because yes. uh, they are educated. For instance, he and people like him. It's just like a cohort of people. Yes, they're uh, well-educated. Uh, what do you call synchronized translators? Yes. and that's the kind of the money-making probably operation. God. So actually, if you think about it, try. I probably won't be no as good. No way. That's- He's like he would be like a UN, you know, synchronized translator yeah. basically. Yeah, he's like a he's like, real he, professional. During translator. the day, he's like translating Gorbachev and. Not he's going to, into the basement to to dub he probably went to my university or something. i don't know is <laughs> he's a professional guy yeah. it's just like when you do like pretty woman and you have a few hours that's probably how it's gonna sound yeah and and he did it 
pretty well. And I think I remember watching because I love that copy. You can see he obviously would miss it sometimes because when you know then English really well and you watch it, you like, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's some off remarks. But the, the gist general of, sense, yeah. gist of it is there. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually better than not hearing, I feel like, the language at all. I don't like not hearing. Yeah. You know how you always laugh when we were in Russia back back in the day, you can watch the dubbed, really yeah. professionally dubbed movies, multiple voiced in, yeah. in Russian movie theaters because they even dub like the jumping sound. Like, yeah. Ugh. And they jump, yeah, it's like, it sounds like someone's having sex all the time or like there's <laughs> like, like humping. No yeah. sounds. Or they're like breathing. <gasps> yeah. No, they, yeah. they dub well, the whole thing. Well, yeah. the way he did it, you can actually still it's enjoy. Like, it's like audio subtitles. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. We like, I think, give him too, too much. No, but it's, it's, it's actually. But it, I it's, think that the, the way, the fact that no one made a documentary about him, the dude is alive. He was born in 1950. He's 70 years he, old. These are famous people that everyone recognizes by their voice. Yeah. Even though they might not know who they are. He he actually famous for translating also Stephen King books, Salinger. He you know he's, he's a not real, just yeah. he's, he's a, a real, real translator. Translator and the fact that. Let's say the kind of the Russian peasants know him just by the voice. It's it's their problem. <laughs> like, they're 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 like famous people. Just no one know, necessarily knows who they are. Yeah. yeah. And, or just the voice is recognized, but he actually famous for other things too. Yes. Yeah. You know. But anyway, if so they, if there are any aspiring documentary filmmakers, you know, here's a great idea. You got to make a documentary about these people. These are people who are very interesting. Mm, yeah. That actually pretty much sounds like I don't know Sundance or Trebekah. That's very kind of high up in the yes. festival circuit film. Yes, the because it's quirky. Yeah, the themes Russian are American. Russia and the Soviet Union collapse, uh, the privatization of Russia, black market, black market Hollywood films, uh, cultural um, exchange or whatever, cultural penetration of uh, Russia by Western uh, cultural <laughs> penetration <laughs> by Western information. Anyway, I have nothing else to add unless. Oh wait, I at least I have my notes to remind you. You had this great uh, kind of insight. Uh, do oh. you want to briefly talk about Jack Vance? No, but it's really oh, funny. Yeah. Well, because, okay, because I guess what's funny, okay, because this has to do with uh, the, the, what we were talking about earlier, which is that it's funny to go, to be in the Russia, contemporary Russia, Russia today, you have the former serfs, the former slaves acting as if they are the lords of the land. Which they, they are. And they are. <laughs> but not only are they acting like a new kind of lords of the land, but they're actually trying to be like, pretend like they... they, they, they Hereditary they dra- aristocracy. Yeah, they drape themselves, they drape themselves in like, yeah, in, 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 in as if they're um, in Russia's past and as if they're the hereditary. So it's like the, the peasants became the, the, the lords. And so I was like, when I, when I think about that, I sometimes think about this... Um, little episode in the Jack Vance book I, I, I was trying to find out which book it is because I've read so many of his books and they all kind of meld into one in it's the one end. world in, in um, the end, it's, right? it's one of those books where they're, they're, there's like a trip to some um, exotic planet and someone's taking like a you know a, a, like most of a lot of his, a lot of his book about a lot of his books about space or about some guy trying to like having an adventure on some on some exotic planet and um, and trying to find something and get back home and this guy's like on some planet and he's going through a bunch of different um, cities and civilizations and he meets one where he, it's like, it's like it's this really aristocratic, um, chivalrous kind of society where there's castles and balls that are happening <laughs> all the time and everyone's like, it's very, there's a lot of pomp and ceremony and it's like, it's incredible. And then, you know, he, he lives there for a little bit and he notices that like the, the lord of the house that he like saw just the other day 
he, he's at some other castle now and he sees him as like the guy who's like carrying the wash basin and is scurrying up and downstairs and being yelled at and kicked by like this other lord that he's visiting. And he's like, wait, is that the same person? And he's like, and he addresses this person and he's like, Are, and, but the other, you know, this servant doesn't like recognize like he's like doesn't seem to recognize no doesn't seem to recognize doesn't recognize he says no I'm not the same person you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) it turns out like the the society that he's that he's entered is a kind of a a radical society where everyone splits time between being lords and servants so everyone wants to live like a lord and so they figure out the the only way they can really live like a lord because there's not enough resources to go around (laughs) is that you have to spend half of your time working as someone else's servant and so, like, so, so, the lords would suddenly disappear for how you know for half their life, or you know, like a couple of days on, a couple of days off, and but no one would like, um, no one would actually admit to this. It's like split personality, it's kind total of, right? split personality, and no one admits. It. And so the people who are actually the lords get to abuse the other lords who are servants now, and then it switches. And so, so there's like, but it's a natural, it's a totally natural, you know, relationship. No one. Everyone pretends like it doesn't exist. Everyone thinks that they're constantly lords. <laughs> it's just like these lords sometimes disappear for a few days and then appear again. And so, in a way, <laughs> Russian society is kind of like that, but in a in a in a more of a generationalist aspect, um, yeah. where the serfs are suddenly pretending like they're lords. My sense of it is that they're not going to stay lords for very long. But who knows? What's going to happen to them? I don't know. But it's they can't. I don't know. I don't know how long they're going to be able to maintain. To hold their, on? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's already, you know, it's pretty volatile there. Sometimes yeah. can lose a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's they've, they've only been lords for, you know, a couple of decades, so... They might lose it. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem very yeah, stable. But, but I think, ultimately, I mean, I, I was thinking, oh, is it radical democracy on some level? Yeah. But then it's not radical democracy because you actually don't want equality. You don't want to wash your own toilet. You kind of want, like... You actually are ready to wash someone else's toilet, yeah. but you want your toilet to be, be washed. washed else. So it's, it's, it's actually, actually pretty smart. I mean, it is radical in some degree if you accept or admit that we all want to be yeah, like, lords. lords. But it's this whole, you know, what auto- if I want to wash my own toilet? Like full luxury automated communism thing, you know, we're like, you know, the, the, the kind of the Jacobin kind of um, approach to socialism and uh, societies that, like, you know, like the working class or the, you know, the. Like deserve the best, deserve the the the, the best quality. Nothing it's, is too, too good for the say, working too class. Good for the yeah. working class. And so and so in a way, like if you want if you want the working class to live like aristocrats, this is the only way to really do it. You know. Well, they think it's possible with just machines. Yeah, right? with, with machines and, mm, and no people. No, yeah, with machines. But it's like, well, someone's got to clean the fucking toilets. I mean, yeah. I guess you can like have a Zoom toilet cleaner, but I mean, or a, a Zumba or a Roomba, a Roomba, a Roomba toilet <laughs> <Zoom> cleaner. Toilet <laughs> cleaner. <laughs> But but no but but if you really want to want everyone to live in equality and to have the best of the best and to live like aristocrats, maybe this is the only way to do it. Yeah. To or you have to admit that there might be some like no if no one can have <laughs> serves and everyone have to serve themselves. Yes, it's slightly different. Yes, you like will never fully feel like you're a lord because you are washing your own floor. Yes. I mean it's a, it's a different mentality. So if you want to be a like you want to be the lo- a lord. lord, but at the same time democratic, yes, you and, switch, and you go on rotation, yes. basically, right? Yeah, yeah. Would you want that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, it's better than being a serf all the time. No, no, no. Well, the other alternative, because I said too radical, yeah, both of it is like, radical. This is radical. Like, but the other radical democracy where no one has serfs. I'd rather wash my own toilet. I That's think. what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I would prefer I'd, that. Yeah, because I wash my own toilet now. Yeah. But you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I don't know, because otherwise it's like you go to other ho- person home. Yeah, I know. But then you get to be a lord for half the time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a schizophrenic society, obviously. But, but that's what Russia is. I mean, Russia is a schizophrenic society where you have people who were serfs a few decades ago are suddenly the lords. And also because, as well, we say the denial of Russian revolution, full, complete mockery and death of any kind of left ideas. Yeah. Like the people, let's say, um, men and women, they have the Cinderella dreams. Like you come from like poor environment and all you can think about, I'm talking about an average, is becoming like a kind of like a baroness. Yeah. You don't, you don't actually have other ideals. Yeah. So that's actually fitting too. Yeah. You would say you live in, I mean, not dire, but somewhat like in a poverty, but you kind of, what do you aspire to? What actually desirable life is just to get someone like to rise enough. Yes. Frankly, through a man to have servants. Yes. That's that. Yeah. So that's actually fitting what you say about Jack Vance. Yeah. Like they want to like, they serve, 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 but actually want to flip and become yes. lords. Yes. They don't want anything else. They don't no. think of, okay, what's the, um, I, don't, I don't know, <laughs> their alternative actually ideals yeah, in yeah. life. But there isn't because it's a very, it's... No, it's, I say they're generally, they're alternative ideals, like what you can yeah. potentially aspire to like live like or do. But I mean, is right? it different than, is it different? Is it different than America? Is it different from here? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Because I know Russia. Well, I mean, it's just, it's a bit more, I guess, stripped down or something, or a bit more, it's a bit more, um, you know, like a lot of things in Russia, they're like, everything is kind of a bit more extreme, a bit more on the surface. Uh, although, it, I mean, Russia reflects Amer- sort of the American, uh, late, late kind of American empire values of just, um, you know, like accumulation and, and oligarchy. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's. Um, I mean, the, the lifestyles that they lead, the things that they aspire to own and the kind of things, I mean, a lot of those things are taken from the West as ideals. Um, um, so I don't know. It's, 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 it doesn't seem that much different, I guess. Um, but what's different about it is that there wasn't, there's never been a revolution in America. I mean, there was a revolution, you know, about a century ago in Russia <laughs> where the serfs became the masters. Uh, but the masters, they never really, never really came up to the level of the master, the old masters. They never really were that. Um, they never owned like vast estates. I mean, they controlled them, but they never, it never really was theirs. And so, in the '90s, they were able to. The, the serfs really finally became the masters. I mean, they, were, they owned the thing, they owned the land, they owned. You know, it's like they have their own serfs now. They have their and so, but then it's a bit Jack Vance. They just flipped. They didn't want to. Yes, it's like egalitarian so, society. So it's a Jack Vance situation, exactly. But it's like it's more. It's a. It's a more of a generational thing. I don't know what to say. It's like it's 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 hard. It's hard to um, comment on it. I mean, there's a lot of things are hidden, and there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of similarities. I mean, the big difference is that there's never been a revolution in America. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, you know, aside from the original revolution that which is, founded this well, place, which is a very kind of landed, I don't know, like a revolution of a kind of a landed aristocracy um colonial aristocracy but it's not a surf revolution the no, way it was in russia no i mean yeah. there wasn't i mean look it's there aren't very many countries where um societies where that happened i mean there's you can count them on you know on half of one hand really yeah so uh yeah so the russia is different and so and of course it's um but it's been kind of, I guess, in denial of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we want to where we want to end this thing. Oh, but. all I want to say is about the whole um, kind of landlord or whatever aristocrat and serve dichotomy being portrayed as a fully um, and acceptable, completely normalized. I guess I don't know the only possible yeah. the only possible paradigm. 
And uh, and it is so pretty much everywhere, but since we're talking about Russia, you know, the Soviet experiment and the whole Soviet history kind of tried, at least on paper. <laughs> and then some of it in reality, too, of course. Try, try the to revolution actually, was real. No, but I'm talking about even like what's, what came afterwards. That actually, <laughs> in the movies like that and, you know, in today's ideology in Russia, tries to fully erase that as legitimate. Yeah. And we keep talking, and I already referred to it, I guess, in other episodes, to the full denial of the Russian revolution in Russia. Yeah. And that's a separate subject we already somewhat covered. But, um, and that connects to it. And uh, part of the Soviet experiment was sort of creation or, uh, I guess, attempt to create a new man. And uh, p- part of the characteristics of a new man, a certain equality between, between humans, yeah. that presupposes, obviously, that no one is a lord or a serf. Yeah. And I like how you put it before, uh, which it. is the, uh, the, the there isn't like the BDSM relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, that you don't aspire to have BDSM relationship. Yeah, to either be a top or a bottom in your mm-hmm. in your in your yeah, BDSM for the fantasy. Uh, you, you're supposed to not have. <laughs> you're supposed to just be all bottoms. <laughs> that's the Soviet way. Yeah. <laughs> that's the anti-Soviet take on Soviet Union. <laughs> Everyone is being whipped. By some kind of devil, by Stalin. Stalin yeah. some, okay, but let's let's forget. It. I'm talking about like platonic ideals. Sorry, I so I, I, I'm sorry to derail you all the time. You derailed me to be the whole BDSM conversation. Yeah, but I, I'm trying to be somewhat serious. Yeah, okay. So the new man, no servants, no lords. Because what they know, what they know is like a classless society. Yeah, the idea, the idea, right? I mean, that's sort of the idea of a classless society, and uh, to some degree, you know. Whatever it wasn't very successful, but some Soviet people eventually were that way. So the creation of a new man, to some degree, did happen. Yeah, I think. for sure. It and happened, yeah. I, and we're trying to talk from personal experience. I mean, your mom. I just wanted to bring in my mom, or even like your parents, who like obviously fit in better in the bourgeois world order. It's like American successful immigrants, and uh, but still not not fully. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, my experience, I guess, uh, witnessing just my mom, who is like a fully Soviet person, but for the last almost thirty years living in the new kind of slowly more and more bourgeois Russia with all the services you can... With the lords and the servants. Lords and the servants and also... You know, services that are affordable for her as well, not yeah. just like you the can oligarchs. Get, you can get your house, your apartment cleaned. You can get, yeah. like You, you can, can get you can food delivered. Yeah. You can go to whatever, a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. Your mom is still very, doesn't like going to restaurants. She feels uncomfortable going to restaurants. She feels uncomfortable being served. Yes, yeah, she feels uncomfortable, she feels uncomfortable having comfortable. a service, yeah. She, yeah. yeah, I took her here. Uh, like, I remember it. I think she almost had a freak out in New York at the Russian Tea Room. Wow. Uh, just because of the atmosphere there. Because there, the really Russian Tea Room tries to be, you know, imperial Russia. White Russian, <laughs> yeah, reality. And I, we had to leave, basically. It's getting kind of late here, so we're starting to, uh, you know, starting to... Anyway, but I, I got my point across. And even your mom, you started talking, despite obviously better fitting in into this kind of yeah. surf lord world order still basically cannot allow cannot allow people to clean her house yeah exactly she pre-cleans like, yeah she's like yeah so my mom has yeah exactly so my mom is still very uncomfortable with having anyone come over and you know clean the house even again like uh, and yeah <laughs> with the funny thing about it she does like <laughs> she's so concerned that someone is coming comes over to clean the house that she'll yeah clean and kind of put things in order <laughs> which means in her case fucking cleaning the house uh before someone comes in as a servant you know the, who you pay 
to clean the house. So yeah, so the even though my parents are very anti-Soviet, you know, the the Soviet ideas about uh, being being aller- being allergic and being kind of un- being 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 allergic to this kind of feeling of lording over someone. It's there. Um, it's very much there because it's, I mean, I, I was, I mean, they, they transmitted that to me, in, in fact. And, and so like, and I, and I, and I don't, I don't think that's, I don't, I don't see that as a, I don't aspire to it myself personally. And uh, I don't. No, you appreciate that. That's yeah. actually a rare thing. And, you know, it seems like Patty will like discuss such topics, but actually after living here and meeting different people my age and older, no, 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 that's actually kind of interesting because if you like going into anthropology because that's basically anthropology kind of what we're doing yeah that's mm, that's not very normal here like either you can afford it and you do it you have no qualms you just can afford it or you cannot afford it and whatever you might have yeah. no qualms either whatever you accept the reality of not being able to afford it and that's that yeah. and uh so let's say we live uh, in a building with like a few apartments with couples kind of like i would call them upper middle class i guess by yeah. modern standards all of them have this like constant uh kind of latino women come and clean their house not houses apartments yeah while they also sit at home could they could potentially clean yeah, themselves. Yeah, they go for a walk. Yeah. I mean, the apartments are not small, but they're also not like huge. So it's like, no, they're like, they're, no. there's, like mo- there's like two or three of them in the apartment. So like they could like spend a couple hours and they, the, the whole apartment would be clean. But yes, that's to your point exactly, which is that you can either afford it or you don't afford it. You don't have qualms about it. There is an ideological it. thing. Like I actually, I mean, it's funny. Like I have a kind of split thing about it. It's like, a, we don't really have any fucking money to spend on this stuff. So, but if I did have money, I'd, be, I'd, I'd, I'd wonder like, okay, maybe it's good to spend it because then I, at least I'm giving someone a job because I because I know that people depend on this sh- they you know, want this job because you know the service and servant industry in America is huge and people d- depend on it for to, to survive and so like it's not a denial of that it's not saying oh I'm not gonna pay these people so, no it's like actually here it's like it's the only reason that if I had money it's the only reason that I would actually even consider doing it but other than that I don't feel I don't actually feel very comfortable paying servants to serve me so i my my i was born in the soviet union and i for for a long time you know my, my my family didn't have much money here and so i didn't grow up in this kind of and my parents don't didn't i don't think i've i mean i don't think i've seen a person like paid to clean our house i mean i'm not so i mean maybe it only started like you know my mom maybe once in a while would get someone like that to come over after like a party or something after there would be a lot of people um, or like once a, a month or once every couple of months. But like that was like way later. I mean, I was already, I had left the house by then and I was mm-hmm. already not living at home. So it's never like a thing that I was doctorated in. So, but, but, but yeah, looking around, I, I see in America, it, it isn't ideological. It isn't, it's not even, I mean, my, for my parents, it's not even ideological or they don't perceive it as ideological. Well, it is. And I think they will deny if you, if you try to pin my, them if down. If they listen to this and which my mom will listen to this, <laughs> she's going to deny it, but it's true because the, the Soviet Union solid. enforced a kind of an equality. Yes, it's not pure, perfect equality. Yes, it had all these fucking problems. Yes, it was. A but morally, sin- yeah. there was something there. Yeah. You like not and, thinking of. But at the same time, servants. but at the same time, it created a whole group of people who were able to, when the whole thing collapsed, you know, turn themselves into lords. Even before the minority of like nomenclature people actually had li- live-in servants. That's another, yes, the, another the, thing. The, the, the communist elites had living servants. Living maid and stuff. Drivers, maids, yes, every, the whole thing. Obviously that existed. It just was such a tiny minority had that. And then it was also kind of like not their servants, but also kind of like servants almost of the state because yeah. they're paid by the state. There's like a weird relationship. And, you could lo- and if you lose, the, if you lose, you your, lose your job, position, you, you lose, lose that every, maid. Yeah, and you lose the apartment and everything. And you lose your country house. So it's a bit weird. 
and you lose that driver, so you lose everything. You don't really own anything. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not praising them. Obviously, they lived so much better than average person, and it wasn't class of society. But anyway, but it was still a very different relationship. And uh, yeah, and the, back to the servant thing. So it was like kind of a new man that was supposedly and so, yeah. should aspire to but so this movie, egalitarianism. This movie, yeah, you know? this movie, yeah, this movie kind of erases that. Um, this movie like a, a fully asserts right as the only possible reality this kind of reality yeah. BDSM relationship of surf and literally there is some BDSM there BDSM, <laughs> surf and landlord BDSM is good as Not long landlord, as you whatever. as long as you use a, as long as you allow them to use a safe the word safe word yeah <laughs> Okay, we're done. We're done. We'll try to find some like link or resource with English subtitles for the movie. Yeah. And then... Yeah, I'll definitely throw some links up. Yeah, the, the other few kind of actually oligarch reality movies that I did like that I think very few people know about is this like Princess and the... Um, oh, yeah, we're going to... Yeah, we're going to... Just a few good yeah, movies. For subscribers, we're going to throw up... Uh, Jenny has Jenny has like has an, an essentially an encyclopedic uh, knowledge of all these like great movies from the '90s that I think uh, that have actually capture uh, some reality. Yeah, too. that people don't actually know. It's not encyclopedic; it's accidental. <laughs> I will just uh, you, sometimes you can't judge your own knowledge. Uh, okay, well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back. We'll, we'll be, be back, back yeah. at some at some point. Hope you're doing all right out there.